Okay, welcome, Blues, to episode 20 of the Bolt from the Blue podcast. Guys, we are first on the scene straight after the game. Boy, was that a nail-biter. Here with me in our virtual studio, I have City fan legend Walter Smith. Walter, how are you? Uh, very well indeed. Feeling uh, top of the world like Raheem Sterling is feeling top of the league. <laughs> Absolutely. And also with us, we have Presswich Blue, Colin Savage. Colin, how's the blood pressure, mate? Well, it's getting down to normal a bit, but it was going up a bit towards the end of that game. I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit more. Great. And the third member of our team, David Gregory. David, how are you? I'm very well. I've aged, but I'm very well. Yeah, I think we all aged uh, a year or two there. My goodness. But anyway, performance of champions, top of the league. That pitch was a disaster, wasn't it, Walter? I tell you what, that was an absolute embarrassment. And it was an embarrassment for the Premier League. It was the embarrassment for Sky Sports. It was an embarrassment for Tottenham Hotspurs. Watching that game and what, what we've done is sold our soul over to America and the NFL. Because the NFL played on that pitch last night and we're playing on it tonight. And you could tell the ball wasn't running smoothly. I mean, Daniel Levy, I mean, I don't, it's just a tosser. I mean, he's, he could have booked that out for the next season, but he's chose to save Tottenham a few quid in the short run or so. He thought, Ian Cheeseman did a video today from uh, White Hart Lane and it looks like it's going to be, and I'll stress that point, going to be fantastic. There was cranes there. There was workmen there. It was just a shambles and the, all this shambles completely falls. At uh, Daniel Levy and Tottenham Hotspurs. The only good thing, well, besides the three points tonight, is no player got injured because that could have quite easily happened. The ball wasn't rolling properly. I mean, if Kevin De Bruyne manages to misplace the weight on a pass, you know that pitch is just, it's not fit for purpose. And I just think, I'm glad that it was on Sky. So that kind of thing has got beam, beam around the world and people are going to complain. And rightly so. And Tottenham should have been hauled over the coals for this. Yeah, David, it was weird looking at pitch. They, they hadn't even managed to erase the, pit, the pitch markings, you know, the lines and the numbers. It was just weird looking at it, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I don't know, having obviously not playing on the surface, what it's like when you're right close to it as a player. Because, you know, you've got your lines and you've got other lines. But I completely agree with Walter. I'm looking at that, to, to actually expect top quality performances and Tottenham have been remiss all the way through I mean not not helping the fans that lost money on tickets and at one point you know it, it, they were pointing the finger at us and telling the Premier League that they should be making us switch so we we played at our you know at our end and had the home game tonight and that would have left us with four out of five away games at the end of the season my goodness guys this was a big test tonight and this wasn't Cardiff this wasn't Huddersfield and uh, Tottenham put out a very, very physical uh, team. I was just looking at them. It was like giants against Lilliputians. Sissoko, Dyer, Dembele, Alderweireld, uh, Davinson Sanchez, they're all giant units. And um, that was maybe uh, the tactics of Pochettino because of the state of that pitch. I know that um, just just before we came on air, uh, David, you were saying about Ericsson being ill. Um, but... Um, it made sense that he would save uh, Ericsson for the second half, you know, maybe try and see out and, you know, quench the fire uh, for as long as possible and then slip this guy on, you know, to create something. But, um, yeah, um, the lineup, there, uh, Colin, was nothing um, that we didn't expect, really, was it? No, it wasn't. I mean, it was everything we'd have expected. And we said this um, for the uh, Shakhtar 
game, I think that it was uh, as close to being a typical pep lineup as, as you could get. Um, there were no surprises in there. Um, nothing, uh, no trying to be clever or shoehorn players into positions that they're not uh, capable of playing. But uh, so, so yeah, that was a fairly standard pep team, I think. Walter, I don't think I was, anyone would argue with that lineup. Walter, I was uh, quite uh, optimistic at the beginning because. There was no Ericsson, there was no Delhi Ali, there was no Son Hyung Min. I mean, these guys that can hurt you, uh, you know, it, it, it looked like um, a great chance for us. Is that how you felt? Well, ultimately, you know, I looked at the, the team that was set up and they were a big physical unit and they were there to, to impose themselves physically on the Manchester City team, which in some respects, if you think, I mean, that pitch was like something from the 70s. So they were playing getting a team line-up in some respects, that midfield, almost like a 70s team, was trying out muscles at every single every single uh, opportunity that they got. But um, I just thought to myself, City's lineup. I looked at it and, I, you know, I, I always like to see Sarni starting, but I was glad to see Mares starting as well. And it's fitting that he got the goal after all that's gone on. But, um, yeah, Tottenham came to... Leave a few uh, stud marks and suggest on uh, Manchester City players. I mean, you know, he certainly did that, but you know, class uh, rose to the top in the end. Yeah, let's just go through the lineups, uh, guys. So we had a Derson Walker, Stones, Laporte, Mendy, uh, Fernandinho, double Silvers, uh, Aguero, Sterling, and Maris. And for Spurs, they had Lloris or Lloris, uh, Trippier, Davinson, Sanchez, Aldrovi, De- Ben Davis, uh, Musa Sissoko. Uh, Dyer, uh, Dembele, Lamella, Kane, and Mora. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. A physical team. They meant business. And uh, we've got to talk about Ben Mendy, I guess, guys, because we were uh, nine minutes in and uh, Laporte had to uh, bail out Mendy. And I think the best we can say, the kindest thing, is that that was uh, an error-strewn performance. Would you agree, David? Absolutely. I, I, I could not for the life of me understand some of the things he was doing. I'm thinking, you know, this is a an intelligent bloke. And I, I, I'm never keen on uh, getting your body in the way and letting the ball run out of play. You know, if it ends up going for a goal kick, it always infuriates me when, you know, you stop a player from actually getting anywhere near a ball. When there's, you know, two or three yards in it, not when there's 15 yards in it, and you're hoping the ball's going to run out. And for a big lad, he got pushed off the ball and dispossessed far too many times. Um, whether it's overconfidence or, you know, I think I'm in complete control of this, um, he will learn. And in, in, in effect, this is his first season mm-hmm. because he lost so much of last year. And it's learning how to play. Um, I think, I mean, that justice... If you can, you know, say that it was served with us coming away with all three points because we've been on the, the rough end of this and we come away, you know, this is the mark of champions. Uh, Colin, where do you stand on Ben Mendy? I think if this was an ep- episode of Sopranos, somebody would say that guy needs to go. But uh, uh, well, I was, uh, where, where do I be standing on his neck? I mean, um, I, I can only echo what David said. It was just a. An error-strewn performance where he was getting pushed off the ball. He was making basic mistakes. You know, on that pitch when the ball isn't running properly, to to kind of misjudge some of the, the things he did, um, it's just you know, Lad needs to get his head out from up his backside 
and start yeah. playing. Now, going forward, I mean, certainly in that first half, he was see, that that, that Silver Mendy um, Sterling combination was ripping Spurs to pieces. Mm. But you know, every time I, I, to widen it a bit, I don't think Carl Walker was a great deal better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he was a he was a little bit more solid. But again, another one who was trying get. Doing, again, he got forced off the ball far too easily at one point. That that last second corner, which he didn't need to give away, a ball he could have let run, and he gives away a corner that they could have scored, and I was expecting them to score from it. So I don't think either of the fullbacks really, you know, covered themselves in glory tonight. You, you could sort of see it with um, Walker because it's a bit of a sterling going back to Anfield situation, possibly. You know, he's trying ever just ever so hard. Uh, more than he might have done, but um, so I'll, you know, I'll give him a, I'll give him a pass. Mm-hmm. But uh, Mendy, no. Well, guys, uh, the first half was uh, definitely uh, a lot better than the second. Uh, I was impressed with it. The our midfield three, full of energy. Walter, fifty-eight percent possession to forty-two percent, less than we used to. But uh, those two guys were zipping around. Mares was uh, tasty as well, and Fernandinho with those lovely little tactical fouls. Um, we were we were on it in that first half. I thought. What did you think, Walter? Well, it's a, it's a funny one in terms of. I don't think if if you look at where the NFL uh, coaching staff were stood, you could see the whole side of the pitch ripped up, and they, they were the worst parts of the pitch. So you've got I don't know hundreds of people sort of stood there and moving around, and you can see it's it's a mess. And none of the fullbacks, let's get this right, none of the fullbacks had a, a decent game tonight. And that, that includes the top nice. fullbacks as well. So if you're looking at the four fullbacks who were on the pitch, none of them have performed well. And I know exactly what you're talking about when you're talking about Mendy's letting the ball roll out and Trippier took, him off, took the ball off him. Now, if you're used to playing on a, a bowling green of a pitch, and the ball, you, you just naturally know which way, how the speed of a ball, how it's going to roll, etc., etc. So you're there and you're thinking, right, I've got this under control. Hang on a minute, that ball's not doing what it should be doing. So in order for to dig out Mendy, should I say, and I've seen a lot of digging of Mendy, I'd, what I would suggest is <laughs> let him play at a normal pitch and let's see how he gets on. I know that they got through with the ball bounced and it had an awkward bounce to it as well. It didn't come up the way it should do. So, yeah, it wasn't a great performance. I'm not saying it was, but what I'm saying is you need to, instead of people sort of heaping judgment on him, well, let's see how he plays next game. Uh, you know, yeah, the I, game after and the game after, if you know what I mean. I don't quite agree with you, Walter, because uh, I, I think there's a, a point to what you said, but I, think in, I don't think Ben Davis had a terrible game. But um, I think Trippier, Sterling was ripping Trippier to pieces in that first half, um, whereas our fullbacks uh, weren't under particular pressure at all. Uh, and I think Sterling had a brilliant first half. And in fact, um, certainly later on in the first half, and certainly in the second, uh, Davison Sanchez was on Sterling far more than Trippier was. Uh, and he had far more uh, control of the situation than Trippier did. Sterling was getting, that's, that, that's, was getting that's, nothing that's in that second switch. half. But what I would what I would say back to that is you've got Mendy and Trippier who were both on that that side that was particularly ripped up, and then you had Walker on it in the second half. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I can see you. So going, yeah. what I would suggest is just instead of Blues going off on one, I'm not suggesting you two are. You take a look at the Blue move 
forum if you want to see Blues digging Mendy out. They, they've got him mm. sold. They've got him on a bus. People are driving him to the airport. Whatever. <laughs> you know, we just uh, we take a step back. We've got the three points. I thought Mendy was far better in the second half than he was in the first. But even still, I just... Uh, I don't want I mean, to take him out after one game. We were praising him. We were praising him after the, um, the next game. Well, we were saying, I was just listening to that. Before you know, as you as you well know, but that was on a much, yeah, that was on a, on a, on no, a decent pitch. So I think I think you're right. I, I think with Mendy, there, there are perhaps still one or two brain farts that he needs to get out of his game. <laughs> David, uh, David, uh, Colin earlier mentioned uh, Raheem Sterling uh, skinning Trippier, um, and in fact, that was a combination that led to the first goals. It had a huge punt out by Ederson uh, that was nicely controlled by Raheem. Uh, could you talk us? Yeah, I mean, we, we, we're now getting used to Edison's absolutely phenomenal kicking. Um, and a Trippier, I, I, I mean, I've, if I was somehow, I don't know about all our fans digging Ben Mendy out, I think the Tottenham fans will be digging Trippier out. Why on earth he did what he did? I really don't know. I mean, if you're that worried, put the ball out of play. But Cole Dick's doing a Lescott. Yeah, Sterling was alive. <laughs> To it, um, and and you know, once he was clear, and I mean the 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 speed at which Mares arrived, there was one in the second half when Sergio was, and when Sergio played the ball, I was expecting there to be a player, and there was nobody in the box at all. Um, but Mares busted gut to get there, um, and I'm thinking this is Shakhtar again. You know, we're going to rip these people apart. Um, but I think we we it's uh, not a get out of jail free. But it's a professional job, and it's it is the mark for me. It's the win ugly, and we've won ugly, and that's what you need to do, you know. And we've we've dug a result out of there for all the possession that we didn't have. They did not make a great deal of of, any, of the chances. I mean, according to Tyler, you know, when Kane lobbed the ball over, you'd have thought it had you know it had been on target. But it was a good foot above the bar, hitting yeah. the stanchion at the back. Um, and, you know, you, you look at, I mean, Board Edison had a little bit more to do, but nothing nothing outstanding. They they didn't threaten that much. And Laporte and um, Johnny Stones, I thought, had a stunning game, mm-hmm. considering that. And that, I think Walter's point is right. That, that, that area of the pitch, um, where, I mean, the. the the size of the squads of these American football. But that whole pitch was set up for American football. They play on a much, much harder surface. Mm. And, and they poured a ton of water on that pitch to try to soften it. The Wembley pitch is, is a pitch designed to drain very quickly. And with, with strong winds, it, it dries. That that pitch was probably rock out. Which is, uh, you know, uh, the reason why we didn't put Kevin on from the outset, because that's, that's a... A, an injury pitch, if ever there was one, and the same as Ali and Ericsson, both coming back from injury, both lacking match sharpness. Um, the, you know, er, Ali haven't played for four games. Then Ericsson and Ericsson has missed three. Um, so it's a perfect time, really, for us to go there um, and turn them over. Walter, uh, uh, pod, podcast before last, uh, you described one of Mares's goals as a Mares goal, not a Pep goal, but I think. That one that he scored tonight, that was a pep goal, wasn't it? It was quite interesting because I was watching the uh, tactical analysis and breakdown of 
uh, by Gary Neville on uh, Anthony Martial, and it was this 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 ability not to not to be able to make decent runs, you know, for your teammates to pick up on. And he, he, he showed uh, what Mares does, and then he got Ronaldo when he was at United. He showed what he did. And that's exactly the goal that Ronaldo scored wasn't far off the one that um, Morris got tonight. He bent his run. He went to run out wide and then bent the run, which left Ben Davis, another fullback, just uh, dead in the water. So it was great, great piece of skill from Sterling. Great persistence and great determined sort of determination. Which, which we all that should be the minimum requirement, but they're the players we sort of fall in love with. I mean, I was thinking that them American squads, would they be as big as uh, Joe Royal's squad when he first joined City? 54 <laughs> professional players, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, guys, I was uh, pretty impressed with Mares. Uh, one thing caught my eye, 36th minute, Mares appeared from out of nowhere in the midfield to Rob Lamella, and I thought, I think I can guess why Mares was chosen ahead of Sani, because Mares has a little bit more scrappy defensiveness about his play. Colin, would you? Uh, yeah, I think I would. Um I think you're right. You're not sure you'd have seen necessarily seen Sane in that position, but um, I think we can put to bed the uh, we've wasted 60 million school of thought on Mores, <laughs> certainly for the moment. Um, and, and it's a stupid thing to say because it's it, a Duncan Castle thing to say, isn't it? Oh, well, of course it is. Yeah, in a system as in a team that is as complex as Pep's, a Pep team, it's going to take you a while to settle in. Guys, uh, Spurs can be quite dirty, can't they? I noticed uh, Kane, and then on the uh, uh, just uh, before the whistle was blo- or just after the whistle was blown, dirty foul by Dyer on on Aguero um, after a bad kick out from uh, Lloris uh, Silva. Of course, uh, hit the free kick straight at the wall, but they could be could be pretty ugly and dirty, and uh, yeah, it, it goes along with their their physicality and their whole game plan. And that's without Deli Ali. <laughs> they, should, they should have been down to nine players last year when they played at the Etihad. Um, I'm just trying to think now. Deli Alley, that was it was horrible because he he's gone. It's not one of them where you know two players collide. He's gone to hurt him. He's gone. He's yeah. gone out to hurt Kevin De Bruyne. He he sees him coming and lifts the leg and places it on his shin, and then if you see adjusts his body to put the full weight on there as well. And Kane should have walked for a um, nasty challenge on Sterling where he's come in just below the knee as well. So, but the problem is the media won't pick up on Deli Alley and Harry Kane because they've got one thing in common. Yeah. They're English media darlings. Yeah. I doubt as well that the media will pick up on Lamella and Mora cheating. What disgusted. And had, had Raheem Sterling done something like that, He'd be pilloried up and down, made to Kingdom Cup. But very, very little. And I obviously can't pick up on Sky's. But I mean, the Lamella and Mora even worse. At least he got for his. Uh, but that is, it's that, you know, win at all costs. Um, I don't like to see cheating. There's a quick, quick exchange of uh, chances uh, after the, uh, the whistle in the second half. Um, a chance, I thought, for... Well, it looked like a chance for uh, Tottenham. And this is um, a long pass from Ben Davis out to Kane. Uh, luckily for us, he was offside, but Mendy almost played him onside if you looked across. But um, just three minutes later, then, we had a cracking chance, guys. This was um, 
uh, an episode where I thought uh, David Silva should have been greedy. Do you remember this one? So we had um, Walker Tamares to Bernardo Silva, and then he plays it into the box. Silva tried to leave it, lay it back for Sterling, and both of them, you know, Pep was going absolutely apoplectic on the uh, on the touchline. Did you see that one, well, Walter? Well, can I just jump, uh, jump? Sorry, can I jump in there because that? Sorry, Walter. That Sterling one was very similar to that when we beat Stoke seven two last season, and and Sterling uh, Silver scored, but it took him a second touch to get that ball under control, and and it was well, the same tonight. It was the same tonight, except his second touch was to play it back to Sterling. Well, it looked easier to have a crack from where he was. Yeah, Walter. No, I was just saying it brings me back to something David said last uh, episode. But he said, um, no player is perfect. And indeed, I said, well, no player except David Silva. So maybe <laughs> that, that was the uh, the curse now. He had to make one mistake at least just to uh, prove he's human. And uh, he should he should have cracked it in. He, God, it's one you, of them where... Fair to David, when you look at it again, the ball is just a little bit behind him. And, and having it wasn't the, the sharp, crisp, right in front of you, volley it in. He had to stretch for the ball to try to bring it under control. And he still made a decent pass out of it to, to Raheem to get in and get, a, get to actually get a shot in. Um, so I, I think it's, again, yeah, whether we blame the pitch or the, 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 the pass wasn't on a plate for David, to be perfectly honest. And it's a funny thing, that, because I noticed in the first half, a lot of the passes going to him were going slightly behind him. And I was beginning to wonder if it wasn't national put the ball behind David Silva Day somewhere in Spain or something. Because Guys, so many of the past four or five passes went kind of, kind of behind him in midfield. It was a very weird, very, very weird thing. Guys, wonderful, wonderful, minute, wonderful moment on 57th minute. Walker, uh, Walker came storming through the midfield like Lothar Mateus. Great steal. Uh, the problem was that he got like um, close to the uh, the box, and he just didn't look like he knew what to to do with it. He'd he'd done all the hard work. <laughs> he'd stormed through through doing his Mateus uh, impersonation, and then ended up um, a bad pass, that, and it all came to nothing. So, yeah, shame about that because it looked fantastic. He saw the headline flashing in front of him. Walter, well, I know what Mateus would have done. He would have stuck it in the corner. Stuck it in the top corner from 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 there, but it was not going to happen with Kyle, was it? No, well, that, 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 he's got a nosebleed, wouldn't he? That far up, yeah. you know, he's, it's one of them where nothing. That area of the pitch isn't natural for him, and Mateus will do things without thinking, like most good players do. You know, it just become it becomes natural to him. It's muscle memory almost. Kyle Walker would have gone up there and thought, I "Can't believe this! I've just run, I've run all this way. What do we do now?" Uh, I'll just give it to Aguero, and of course, in his moment of panic, he just knocks it out. Guys, at this stage, here are the statistics. Um, Tottenham had only two shots and only one on target. City had 11 shots and four on target. On the 60th minute, that's when things started to take a nervy turn. Fernandinho got his first yellow card for a foul on Mora, and Spurs started targeting the left-hand side. They they thought that, uh, they obviously felt as we did, that... Uh, Mendy might have a rick in him. Um, but nonetheless, there were still two good chances. Uh, Aguero straight at the keeper. Lovely interplay between Silva B and Silva D. Aguero wasn't at it tonight. Straight at the keeper. And then one minute later, a long-range shot from Aguero. Do you remember that guy saved by Lloris? Yeah, yeah. And, um, I that was that. 
That was the highlight of Aguero's evening, I think. It if, if you was. Say. He really was. One of those games when he really wasn't on it tonight. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just good that Silver didn't it out to Sterling. It's my, Sterling was yeah, free, it's, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. It's my fault, that, because normally I get, go on Twitter and say, Aguero's having a shocker, and then he scores a hat-trick. Mm. But I was just going to do that when he unleashed that shot. I thought, oh, no, I'll, I'll give the guy the night off. Guys, at this point... If I got, if I, if I got on Twitter mm-hmm. and, and made some critical comment about Aguero, he would have scored. <laughs> Guys, so, uh, so I, you know, I hold my hands up for at that. The, at this point, I'm thinking, uh, who do we take off? I, I'm not exactly sure. They're all playing well. Um, we we only really had to wait, like, um, five minutes for the answer. The two subs to Harry Wade came on for Dyer, and then uh, Kevin De Bruyne came on for, for, for Aguero. And... Um, Still, not, still getting up to pace. Still not quite there. Uh, well, I, I tweeted at the time if, um, if Kevin De Bruyne can't find the right way, way, way to pass on a pitch, then the pitch is dog shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's exactly what it was. You know, you're looking at uh, an elite, just a wonderful elite player, and if he can't manage to, and he, the direction, everything's right about these passes, but the problem is the ball's just not moving, and. He, same again with when he got caught in the box, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And I just thought to myself, even at the time, you know, nine times out of ten, he'd wriggle out of that. Ninety-nine times out of a hundred. So whether it's him coming back from a long-term layoff, whether it's that pitch that we had to play on, I'm not overly sure. I'm not overly sure, but I'm hoping it was the pitch and it wasn't De Bruyne. Yeah, that's right. Because on the seventy-third minute, Kevin De Bruyne was caught napping trying to play out of defence, and three minutes later, Stones. He was attempting a cross out to the left, and it just went straight into touch. You would have thought that Paul, Paul Pogba had taken that one. Um, <laughs> but then it started to get nervous. Uh, what a chance for Eric Lamella, guys. Uh, Colin, Eric Lamella <laughs> threw on goal. Mares was out-muscled on the left by Mora, Lucas Mora and uh, Dele Alli. Uh, he played in Lamella and guilt edge chance. He skied it, and I, uh, you know, I thank God for that. Uh, Colin, what did, you, what did you think about that one? Yeah, well, it started actually with a, uh, I've got a note that it starts with a um, poor pass from Carl Walker, who was well upfield, passed the ball back to Mares, but it didn't quite have the weight on it. Uh, and Mares had to kind of struggle to catch up with the ball, but um, he got knocked off it far too easily. It was a bit like John Stones at Anfield last season. You know, he put up no, it, you know, it was a bit like the French army in World War II. He put up no resistance at all. Um, and apologies to any of our French listeners. But, yeah, he was robbed far too easily. And, of course, I just thought that was a goal. But, uh, again, you don't know. I mean, Lamella was virtually on the penalty spot 12 yards out. And again, you don't know how much the pitch, because in the, in the middle of the pitch was uh, almost at its worst, because that's where most of the play would have been in the NFL game. So, hopefully, that, that the bad pitch helped us in that situation. Guys, uh, here's, a little, yeah, yeah. Uh, here's a little guessing game for you. Two minutes later, something ha- happened which had me writing. Well, that was um, S- um, Stones. No, this away. was two, uh, two, uh, two minutes later. Someone entered the... Barely Alley. No, oh, Alley, yeah, yeah. Ericsson. Ericsson. Only a- he came on for Lucas Moore, and I was thinking, uh, there's uh, ten minutes to go here, plus out of time. If, so- if, if they can, if something's going to happen for them, it's going to come through this guy. It didn't. Luckily, luckily, it didn't. And um, oh my gosh, uh, it was really, really nervous. This, uh, by the way, guys, from the did you know from the seventy sixth to the eighty sixth minute, Tottenham had sixty eight percent possession. Guys, where did it all go wrong? What happened to our possession game during that time, David? 
uh, we, we were just muscled out of it. I mean, you go back to it's that. Um, I mean, um, I would imagine that pitch will have drained a hell of a lot of energy from all the players. Now, there's a there's a world of difference being one nil up and one nil down. One nil up, you play a little bit within yourself and you get the ball clear and you don't do anything silly. One nil down, you're going for it. You've got, you know, we, we've got to get something out of this game. We are really going to go for this. Uh, and I think we defended exceptionally well under those circumstances. With, with a, a class player like Ericsson, um, fortunately, coming back from injury, as I said before, it's that little bit of sharpness and that pass that just goes. And he, he was in a very good position. He could have laid on a very easy goal for somebody. Overall, on their stats, they didn't really threaten it. It, it was a, a lot of huff and puff and a lot of running. Um, but we played within ourselves and got the result we came for. Nonetheless, Walter, um, on the 88th minute, um, there was something that made me feel good, and that was a substitution of Vincent Company. Now, normally, you know, you would you would worry, um, but uh, I just thought. Uh, you know that 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 pacified me a little bit, and I, I it I was proved right because in the in the dying minutes he had a towering header out of defence that uh, re, sort of re, reduced the pressure on us. But um, were you pleased to see uh, Vinny getting a few minutes just to close the game out? Well, it's, it's like most things in life. If you're getting bullied, go get a bigger bully. And <laughs> there's not many bigger than Vincent Company. I mean, one of my favourite moments, and I ended up just jumping out of my seat saying, "Take it, Daniel Levy." was when uh, they, they missed the actual, um, Lamella missed it, because it yep. bobbled on the pitch, and I just thought, that is karma, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's your greed coming, you know, if that had been a, the Etihad, I think he'd have just slapped that in the back of the net, mind you, it would have been probably 4 or 5 one to make it, but um, just going back to seeing Vincent get on the pitch, I thought that was fantastic, I thought, quite harsh saying about Mares getting muscled out of it, because if you ever see Mares live, the guy's, he's just, he's skin and bones almost, if you know what I mean. He's not a big fella. So to see some of those bruises from Tottenham muscle him out of it, I wasn't in the slightest bit surprised at that point. But as I say, good to see Vincent coming back on the pitch. Colin, 89. Uh, my, 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 my concern about, sorry, you can ask me a question. My concern about Vincent coming back on the pitch was Stones and Laporte had played very, very well. That triumvirate of Stones, Laporte and Fernandinho had play really, really well. And my concern, uh, you know, Vinny was always a mistake in him in his first few minutes. And, only only in the first uh, 15 minutes of a game, though, Colin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I suppose, yeah, it's still, still about five minutes to go, didn't it? But uh, it was a little bit of a concern for me. I could see what Peck was trying to do, of course, but um, it was just a little bit of a concern for me. Um, maybe I'm just an eternal pessimist, but uh, thinking just, just <laughs> disrupting that, Disrupting that defence in the last few minutes when we're, we're not, we weren't on our game, and, it, we, um, I, and I don't think it was anything that Spurs were doing to us. But Spurs weren't that great, but we just lost all our composure, all the control we normally have. And again, how much of it was tiredness, how much of it was the pitch? But we were hoofing balls, we were putting pointless crosses in, we were giving away possession far too easily, and it's not because Spurs were pressuring us. So I, I was a little bit worried. My my, my Thought might have been to, to bring Sane on, perhaps, and um, the flags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, give us an outlet up front because Sterling looked like he'd run out of gas completely. It, it, you know, he had a great first hour, 
But I think p- partly because of that pitch, partly because of the work he put in, and partly because uh, Davinson Sanchez was keeping a bit of an eye on him, um, he, he looked out of gas completely. It was, it was a very tired last 20 minutes for him. Um, and, and Harry Winks made a huge difference to Spurs uh, when he came on. Good some player. fresh legs, some running. He was making some headway down their left-hand side. And I thought, we should have done the same. Get Sane on and give them something to think about. But uh, So I wasn't overly thrilled about that particular substitution. But, well, guys, in the, uh, in, the, in, the 80, in the 89th minute, so one, made it, one minute later after that substitution, how many of you guys were thinking this is it? Because we had that uh, very familiar sight of Kevin De Bruyne taking the ball on the turn in the middle of the pitch, bursting through. But then, unfortunately, he did his uh, Kyle Walker, uh, his best Kyle Walker impression, and the pass didn't reach the target. But um, it, it 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 was it was looking good where when he just the sight of him on the turn and racing forward, it, it looked good, Walter. It was reminding us of happier times, wasn't it? Well, you say happier times, but I mean, at the end of the day, we're still top of the league, and uh, Kevin. <laughs> I like the facts. You know, it's uh, this idea of Kevin De Bruyne. We've got we've got to the top of the league by a player who pushed Mo Salah last year all the way for PFA Player of the Year. The guy was just on a different plane. I always called Kevin De Bruyne Pep's brain on the pitch. And to have him back is just wonderful. Of course it is. It's priceless. But this idea of Kevin De Bruyne and that misplaced, misplaced pass, if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about that pitch and about greed and about the, the lack of thought to players playing on the pitch, in terms of injury and the embarrassment that that was being shown all around the world, I don't know what does. That summed it up for me more than any other moment. I'm, I'm sure Pep would have preferred not to have used Kevin at all. Um, but, you know, the way the game was precariously balanced, he did need that insurance. Um, and, you know, we, we got away without any, any injuries. I mean, I don't know um, what Raheem's Achilles is going to be like on the way Ooh. back on the the plane after that Sissoko rake, um, but it's it, it, we. I think you know, in the perfect scenario, Kevin would have sat, stayed on the bench and would have saved him. But a bit more game time, kind of. Colin, we had uh, four minutes of stoppage time, and um, genuine uh, curiosity here. So we're like a minute into that, and it's hard to get inside the mind of Pep, of course. But uh, he brings on Gabriel Jesus for Mares. As, as I understand it, a substitution will give 30 seconds, and I thought we were trying to play the game down at that time. So what's the thinking behind that, Colin? I, I have no idea, and you've echoed my thoughts, because it, when, when you're winning, you don't bring on a substitute in injury time. You, 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 you play the game out as quickly as possible. And, and I remember um, going to watch City at Everton a few years ago, and they were winning 1-0, and David Moyes, virtually the last minute of the game, um, made a sub, and it added 30 seconds on. In that 30 seconds, Michael Richards scored. Yes. And that, to me, I don't know if anyone else remembers that game, but that, to me, demonstrated the folly of doing something like that. When you're winning, you get the game over with as quickly as possible. If you, you know, That's if you because David Moyes is a tactical genius. <laughs> of course he is, of course he is, of course he is. But I, I, I absolutely, it makes me, I was, shouting, uh, I was shouting at the telly at that point, because my nerves were a bit shattered anyway. Because they we we weren't playing very very well at all, uh, and then when we're two minutes left, we had another thirty seconds on. Uh, all, all right, the game stops, but you just don't want to do that. 
see the game out. Yeah, and a, a, a lack of game sense. At that, po- at that point, I was just chanting like a high street Harry Krishna. <laughs> Please don't let this slip. Please don't let this slip. Please don't let this slip. Yeah, because in that in that time added on, there was that Carl Walker unnecessary. Yeah, that was the thing. I'm going here. So that. It was, he put it out, he put a header out for the corner, uh, but luckily just after that, when the corner came in, Big Vinny, towering header, yeah. pumping it out of the box, that's what he's there for, isn't it? But the whistle, the whistle would have blown at that point, had, uh, had we not made the sub, and that could have been fatal. Yeah, you know, we could that's... have dropped three points. So, yeah, I know I'm going on about it a little bit, but I just hate to see winning teams, well, 1-0, when you're under pressure, you know, I, I think I understand what he was doing, slowing the game down, uh, taking some time out. But I, I'd, I'd rather we, we should have been good enough to see that game out for the last two minutes. Should we leave it there, chaps? There's yeah, uh, one, no, one thing. One thing I've got to say: we, we've got to we've got to get back on the board Edison theme for a second. Oh. And uh, well, when Kane had that chance, oh, Edison yeah. was, was kind of right out at him. When, when he took that touch, he was right on him. Um, and I'd like to think that he was sat there. Uh, trying to improve his English, reading Charles Dickens' Great Expectations. And, and when he saw Kane c- coming towards him, calmly stuck his bookmark in the page he was reading, put the, put the, book, cigar. Put the book down down in the goal mouth, and then rushed out to um, smother the shot. That's all we've got time for in this pod. So let's uh, say goodbye, first of all, to Walter Smith. Thank you, Walter. Hey, have a good evening, everyone. Raheem Sterling, where is he? Top of the league. <laughs> And we're also going to uh, express our thanks to David Gregory. Thank you very much, Dave. Thank you. Thank you to you. Good night, chaps. And Colin Savage, Presswich Blue. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Good night, all, and uh, looking forward to Thursday. Guys, the Bull from the Blue podcast is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Acast, Stitcher, Pod Paradise, and many others of your favourite uh, applications. So join us again next time. And until then, have one on us and up the blues. Hey.